Good morning. We begin by remembering our baptism. Romans 6 verses 3 through 5 says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Please join me in making the sign of the cross as we say together, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by your governance might be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We confess our Christian faith using the explanation to the second article of the Creed from Luther's small catechism. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he has risen from the dead, lives, and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Our scripture reading today is Mark chapter 8. In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanthua. The Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat, and went to the other side. Now, they had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? 
Do you not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? And they came to, came, they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see men, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. And Jesus went on with his disciples into the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. He turned, and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man." And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is really kind of the center of the Gospel of John, and it's an important turning point. And this little part that talks about the healing of the blind man in Bethsaida is a linchpin in the Gospel of Mark. So, as you come up to this, one of the things that we see very clearly is that the disciples don't understand who Jesus is. You know, there, there's the opportunity to feed the 4,000. Oh, how can we do this? Well, Jesus has already done this with a bigger crowd. You know, they're intimidated by it, but Jesus, you know, he, he's looking at this and saying, we, we can handle this. And when the Pharisees demand a sign, uh, they want something outward, and Jesus basically tells them, no. And even after that, the, the disciples, having seen these two miraculous feedings, just they don't understand what Jesus is talking about. And then we have this blind man who comes and, and, and Jesus, it's like he takes him two tries to heal it, to heal him. 
you know, the first time he, he, um, he spit on his eyes, he, he laid his hands on him, and, and the guy says, yeah, I can see, but, you know, they look like trees walking. And then he lays his hands on the eyes again, and, and he can see. So what this is telling us in, in kind of a, a, a miraculous roundabout way is that the disciples are seeing who Jesus is, but they're not seeing him clearly. But they're going to see him clearly. And as it goes on with the rest of the chapter, even then we see that they don't understand who Jesus is because even though Peter confesses that Jesus is the Christ, Jesus then begins to explain what does that mean? What does it mean to be the Christ? And it means that he's going to suffer and die and after three days rise again. And how do, how do the disciples respond to that? Well, Peter takes him aside and rebukes him. They don't understand. They see, but they don't see clearly. They're going to see clearly, but not yet. We pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. God bless and keep you, and uh, hopefully this evening we'll have a devotion for you again. Have a great day.